welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. Well, good morning again, friends. Welcome to another broadcast of the program, Making a Difference. I am so happy that you're with us this morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I trust that you're having a good morning as you are up and getting ready for the task that lies ahead. I just trust that you will take a few moments and join with us, even as you're busy are preparing and getting ready for the day that you would tune in to this program this morning. And thank you for joining us. I would like us to continue where we left off uh, last week in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus declares, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Let us pray this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, our Heavenly Father, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for sparing our lives to see this another beautiful day. I pray as we open your word this morning that you would use your word, Lord, to speak to our hearts, speak truth to somebody today as we share in this time together. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. The way of Christ is the way to truth. Jesus came to this world to bear witness to the truth. That's John eighteen thirty-seven. The Bible tells us that Jesus himself was full of grace and truth. John chapter 1 verse 14 tells us, Amen. And the word was made flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. To appreciate the significance of this, we must understand what is truth. And this is a question that Pilate asked him when Jesus said that he came to be a witness unto the truth. Pilate asked him, what is truth? And I believe this is an important question for us to ask and for us to really answer today because we're living in a day of relativity, where there seem to be no, no absolutes. And today everybody speak their truth. So what might be true for me is not true for you. And your truth and my truth and everybody else's truth is on the same level because 
It is the individual's truth. There was a time when we pull the facts together and we combine those and we see and examine to see what facts are true so we can establish the truth. But today, everybody speaks the truth. And so truth is relative. And even persons who are pathologically mendacious, they, they speak their truth. And you cannot question their truth because everybody has the right to his or her own truth. That's the day that we are living in. Yes, this era of relativity. But I want to remind us, friends, that this is contrary to the truth. When the Bible speaks of truth, it describes that which corresponds to reality. That is what is factual and what is absolute, not what is relative. No. The Bible tells us that God is a God of truth. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 4 says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. God is a God of truth and without iniquity just and righteous is he. Yes. So Jesus is the truth. The Bible says he is full of truth. And he spoke truth. The Bible says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus, first of all, God the Father is truth. Jesus the Son is truth. The Holy Spirit is the word or the spirit of truth. Yes, the word of God, according to John 17, 17, is truth. As Jesus prayed his high priestly prayer, he said to the Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The Bible teaches us that the judgment of God are according to truth. Psalm 96 verse 13, before the Lord, for he cometh, yes, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with truth. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 2 and verse 2, he says, we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. So the Bible here asserts that God is true. God is real. Yes, what he reveals is reality. 
and he judges accordingly, regardless to what man may think, regardless to what man may believe, whether man believes in absolute truth or not, that does not change the reality, whether somebody denies it, and again, it doesn't matter who the person is, whether he or she denies it or not. Yes, it cannot change the reality. And one of the realities that faces us in our, on a daily basis is the reality of death. That all of us, as time goes on, will die for what? The word of truth declares it. And we see the evidence as we listen and read the obituaries. People passed on daily. People die. That's a reality. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. God told Adam that the day that he eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God said you're going to die. And today we see the result of that. People are dying every day. That, my friend, is reality. Whether somebody believes it or not, that does not change the reality. Yes, denying it can never change it. And so here Jesus says that he is the way to truth. Yes, truth, my friends, is something that is knowable according to the word of God. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. His doctrine reveals truth. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Oh, this morning, I am trusting and believing God that he's speaking truth. He's speaking to somebody's heart this morning that somebody is realizing and accepting and appreciating the truth that denying it will never change it. God has declared it. It has been established and there is nothing any human being can do to change that reality. The Bible tells us in John 14, 26, that the Holy Spirit guides the disciples, the apostles into all truth. And so the apostles of our Lord became the source or uh, the repository of the truth. And they passed it on. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the Bible tells us that the believers there, they continue in the apostles' doctrine. Yes, 
the truth that Jesus passed on to them, they passed it on. And the believers continue in that doctrine. The truth that Jesus wants us to know, my friends, is knowable. It has been revealed by his apostles. So it is not a mystery. It is something that we can all know. Amen. Praise God. Jesus says that his doctrine is true. And so his teaching, when we follow his teaching, we follow the truth. Three things Jesus wants us to know as it relates to truth. First of all, the reality of the kingdom of God. That's the truth that he wants us to understand, to know. He testified while here on earth that he proceeded, he came from this kingdom and that the kingdom of God today is God's rule, God's reign in our lives, that God wants to establish his kingdom in the hearts and lives of human beings. Yes, that's one truth that Jesus wants us to know, that God our Heavenly Father is interested in establishing his kingdom in the hearts and lives of men. Yes, like you and me, hallelujah. Jesus thought that the coming of this kingdom was near. He taught that we should make the kingdom of God our number one priority in our lives. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he said, all these things will be added unto you. Thus, Jesus bore witness to the nature of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, in John chapter 18, verses 36 and 37, as Pilate questioned him, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answer, answered rather, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born and for this cause came I into the world that I should be a witness unto the truth. Yes, the truth about his kingdom. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. So the truth, first of all, that Jesus wants us to know pertains to 
God's kingdom, that the kingdom of God is among us, that God wants to establish his kingdom in the hearts and lives of men, that he wants to rule, he wants to reign in our heart. He wants us to seek his kingdom and his righteousness because he desires to reign in our midst. The second element of this truth is the reality of the problem of sin. Jesus wants us to know that sin is real and he wants us to understand how sin enslaves. And there are many, many this morning who might be listening even to this broadcast who are slaves of sin. You're enslaved by sin. And you think about getting out, but every time that you think about getting out and try to, it gets uh, even harder as if the noose gets tighter and tighter. In John 8, 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Yes, and Romans 6 and verse 6 tells us, He said, Know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. God wants to establish his kingdom in our lives that we would now become servants of God instead of servants of sin. God wants to crucify the old man, yes, that the body of sin might be destroyed in our lives that we would no more serve sin, but rather we would become servants of God. That, my friend, that, my brothers, my sisters, is truth. Yes, truth as it relates to sin. Jesus' doctrine that he offers is the truth that sets people free from sin, and it does not matter this morning what may have bound you. It does not matter how tightly the enemy may have gripped you. Jesus says, knowledge of the truth can set you free. Yes, say so you shall know the truth. If you continue in my word, he says, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It is the truth that brings freedom. Yes, it's the truth about the reality of sin that brings freedom from sin. When we accept that truth, acknowledging that the only remedy for sin is the blood of Jesus Christ, and that we apply to that blood, and that blood cleanses us and sets us free, yes, from sin. His truth reveals how we should live in righteousness and holiness, not be 
blinded and hardened by sin, but that we be renewed in our minds. Yes, speaking truth, because we are now repository of that truth that God has established his kingdom in our lives, that he has set us free from sin, and we are now servants of God, serving God in spirit and in truth. As it relates to truth in the third place, that Jesus wants us to understand the reality of the resurrection and the day of judgment. And he taught this as a fact that everybody needs to grasp and everybody needs to understand. My friends, deny it all you want. You can deny it all you want. But one day you will have to stand before God for yourself. You will have to give an account to God for yourself. Yes, this is reality. That there is a day coming when everyone will have to give an account to God for himself. Mm. Jesus teaches us that he and his word will be the judge. That the words that we hear, the words of our Lord, will stand to judge us. That we hear the word. And the question that we will be faced with is, what have we done with Jesus? What have we done with the word that we have heard? What have we done with the message of salvation that God has allowed us to hear? What, what, what have we done? What have we done? Jesus' own resurrection from the dead stands as proof that one day every one of us, those who are dead, will come back to life. Yes, on that resurrection morning to give account of the life that we live in the flesh, whether it be good or bad. The truth Jesus wants us to know relates to living under the liberating rule of God rather than the bondage and guilt of sin. Jesus wants us to know that God wants to establish his kingdom within us, setting us free from sin. Amen. And he wants us to live that liberating life where God rules in our lives instead of sin's bondage holding us in captivity. Following Jesus as the way to truth, most will not because many choose the broad way. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7 that there are many who choose that way that lead to destruction. And even many who profess to follow Jesus as Lord, for he himself said, not everyone who says, 
Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And even among those who profess, many will turn their ears away from the truth. Oh, Lord, they will turn away from the truth and will be turned on to fables, little folly things that mean absolutely nothing. They start embracing those things and forgetting about the truth. But those who do, my friends, they walk in truth. They walk in love. And they patiently share the truth with others. I say this as we wind down. Knowing truth is no excuse for arrogance or self-righteousness. But those who know the truth are to teach the truth in humility and in love. Hallelujah. Not just that we know, and the Bible says, knowledge in and of itself is puffed up. That's why knowledge needs to be tempered with self-control. We live in a world, my friend, of great moral uncertainty. Many no longer know what is right and what is wrong. There are many who claim there is no right or no wrong. Everything is relative. And as a result, they stumble in moral darkness, ruining their lives in the process. But I'm here reminding us this morning that the way of Christ is the way of truth that Jesus is the light of the world and those who follow him will not abide in darkness. Mm. Seeing things as they really are, our lives can be saved by the truth. And so I ask you this morning, you who have never surrendered your life to Christ, will you let Jesus be your guide? Will you let him show you the way? Will you accept the truth this morning? The truth about God, the truth about sin, about resurrection. Jesus said that he came, amen. He came to declare the truth. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And he said, no man comes to the Father but by me. And wherever you are this morning, if you would humbly invite Jesus in your heart as your personal Savior and Lord in your own way, God will take that simple prayer of faith and he would transform your life. Our Father, I pray this morning that you would touch somebody's heart, that this truth, your truth, your word, would touch somebody's life and they, they would make that turn this morning and surrender their lives to you. Save somebody, we pray. Strengthen somebody, we pray. We give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us, my friend, and look forward to uh, meeting with you again next Thursday if the Lord tarries. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. 
Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.